Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. And this is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. Happy Monday, Beth. Happy Monday. Happy New Year. Officially, we're back together. The the band is back together. The band is finally back (laughs) together. My gosh. Which it's actually kind of funny because initially when Beth was out of town, we just didn't couldn't get our stuff together beforehand. And I was like, oh, I'll just have Emery and Kelly do it because whatever. And then we recorded with Kelly a chit chat. For the Patreon, yeah. For the Patreon. And we totally, literally forgot to do an intro for the next <laughs> episode. And I was like on a plane going to Miami like, hey, we never record an intro. Okay, well, let's just have Wes get on there. <laughs> so it was just funny. <laughs> Our, it's Christmas brain frog is a real mm-hmm. thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I I will say we took a couple weeks off, which was so nice. Yes. I yeah, mean, yeah. Really, really needed, and um, we just needed to purge our brain, I think, of death. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, say, I say that jokingly, but it's like really true. Like, we did yeah. not want to be researching murders over the holidays, and it was so nice. And now that we're back in it, I am like ready to work. Like, you were, I was not. I texted you the other day, I'm like sitting at the computer, staring at it, like, oh, I'm having such a hard time getting back into this. <laughs> That's why I brought it up, actually, is because it's, you're very like, oh, I've got to like slowly ease my way back in. I was like, let's do it. I'm going to do two research, two cases at one time. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I know. So anyway. Rockstar. I read a book. I listened to a book. I have been doing all the things in the past week. But we did forget an intro. <laughs> There's still that. It was like we were totally on vacation mode and we just didn't off even our game. think about it. Nope, didn't even think about it. So, yeah. Anyway. But thanks, you guys, for bearing with us. Yes. <laughs> during the <Yes>. time. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed hearing from our our people. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure our they favorite. did. favorite. I'm sure they did. Yeah. <laughs> I loved so. it. I loved it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was really fun on my end to do it with. Beth and not Beth, Kelly and that's me, and Emery. <laughs> and it was fun to hear Wes on there. Man, I felt yeah. bad because <laughs> that one intro you sent him gave him like complex. Oh about. my gosh, hilarious! <laughs> Can you believe that's the one that I sent? No, I was like, I, mean, I didn't thinking. even think about it. Yeah. I just went and clicked like the last right. two intros. Uh-huh. That we had done and just forwarded them to him, not even thinking. And then he had it. He was literally sitting in the kitchen at the counter and he played it. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I sent the wrong one. Pro- I promise we don't make fun of you guys every uh, intro. <laughs> the thing, we like barely talk about him anyway. It was just like so ironic. But whatever. Yeah. Um. Okay. One order of business other than those orders of business is we have a new Patreon that we want to thank Amy Yu. Thank you so much. We have gotten a lot of new patrons over there, which is super fun. Yes. Thank you, Amy. Appreciate you joining the closet. We do indeed. And there is a case, a crime case that I am doing that comes out on Friday. So it's already coming out. This week is a good time. Mm -hmm. It's already the third week. Yeah. Dang. Where am I? Where have I been? I've been gone. January. (laughs) You have been gone. You have been a busy bee since like Christmas, right before Christmas you came here and ever mm-hmm. since then you're just like jet setting. Go, 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 go. Yeah, you need to I'm calm slowing down. down now. I'm slowing uh-huh. down. 
Emery will travel for work, but I, I think my next official trip that is planned is May. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Anyway, and I have two in May. Crime Con, since it's the end of May. Oh, gosh. And <laughs> Kelly's yeah. induction into the Hall of Fame at her school. <laughs> oh, that's right. So, Wait, yeah. is she going to hear this? It's a surprise, right? She doesn't listen. No, it's not a surprise. And she, no, she doesn't listen. Her mom oh. made fun oh, of her okay. actually for not listening. She's like, "You don't listen to your best friend's podcast." She's like, "Mom, I don't listen to podcasts." That's fine. <laughs> Our husbands don't. Yeah. So anyway, I have one more thing. <laughs> All right. Well, that is okay. Sorry, it sounds like we're on a delay. So if this is screwing up for you guys, then <laughs> sorry about that. But um, I wanted yeah. to mention, I, I mean, I don't even know if we're supposed to mention this, but we have a listener slash friend that started her own podcast and she has her first episode out. So. Oh, that's right. Our friend Stevie. Yes. So go over and check her out. It's called Civil War and Ghost Stories. And I know you can find it on Spotify because that's where I'm at, but I'm sure it can be found elsewhere as well. So. Correct. Yes. So we will definitely be tuning in. Sweet Stevie. She's got a great voice. She has the voice for podcasting, as one would say. <laughs> so yeah, go support her. Let us know what you think. All right. Well, if that's all, then I've got a crime for you. I love it. Let's hear it. Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Today's case was suggested to us from our listener, Rita. Okay. Yes, hello, Rita. Rita. I don't think we've had one from her before. I don't know, I like but I, I love remember that name. Rita. I know. It's a nice name. She sent us a little note over on Facebook. She has a family member who is friends with the couple involved in this story. And I'm going to say I'm kind of torn on this one. Oh. And I hate to be that way because I know, like, people, like, suggest it because mm-hmm. they feel a certain way on it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go against anybody. Not that I'm going against. I'm just very torn. And you'll, you'll, I'll be interested. I'll be to see what you have to say and what our listeners have to say about this one. So, okay. okay. Today we are going to Ottawa, Illinois. And every time I thought I was going to like Canada because isn't there an Ottawa, Canada or something? Oh like yeah, that? yeah, yeah. But anyways, no, it's in Illinois and it's about 90 miles southwest of Chicago. Okay. So. Tracy Ike was born on November 9th, 1973 in Ottawa to Thomas and Patricia Ike. Tracy has two sisters, Katrina and Christy. Oh, that's my two best friends' names. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How fun is that? That is fun. Um, In 1994, Tracy had a son, Josh, but the relationship with his father doesn't work out. Tracy then meets someone else, or meets and marries Kenneth Kusick on February 5th, 1998 in Las Vegas. Okay. 
So a whole, Vegas uh, wedding, baby. A Vegas. Yes, it is a Vegas wedding and not a whole lot of detail on this background. So I'm just giving you what I got. Kenneth was a firefighter slash EMT and he owned a local bar called Kenny's Tap. I kind of want to go now. Well, no, I don't That's really want to go. But just, you know, just because it's, you want to go places that are in our cases, you know, like, oh, let's mm-hmm. go take a picture in front of the house. Let's go to here. Whatever. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes so, yeah. it's creepy to do that. Yeah. About a year later, in 1999, the two added another child to the mix, a daughter named Casey. Tracy worked in the activities department at the Pavilion of Ottawa, which is a nursing home. Okay. So, I, I mean, I guess she just planned all the activities for them. Yep. She did bingo. Oh, yes. Brian, that's true. That's true. what it in my head I see. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. From the perspective of outsiders, they appeared to have a very happy life. On January 17th, 2006, Kenneth would call 911 because he discovered Tracy in the downstairs bathroom, unresponsive with her head in the toilet. Uh-oh. When emergency personnel arrive, Tracy is in the hallway outside of the bathroom, and it comes out later that when Kenneth found her, he took her out of the bathroom, laid her in the hallway to check for vitals, and then he said she did not have a pulse and was already gone because he's a firefighter EMT. Okay. So that makes sense. Kind of, yes, makes it does make sense that he would do something like that. Just hours before this, at 10 p.m. the night before, Tracy had called her sister Katrina. She was very upset because her and Kenneth had been arguing, um, and she said that her heart was hurting. Oh, was one no. of the statements she made. That's sad. I don't yes. like that. I know. She also had told her that she had had a couple of Bloody Marys and was then going to go to sleep. So she called Katrina to kind of complain, mm-hmm. get things off her chest, and was like, now I'm going to go to bed. Had a couple drinks up in her feels. Yeah, exactly. We've all done that, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So what I'm about to say has not been verified. And it's Uh-oh. been very, very clearly stated that it hasn't been verified. But Katrina also states that it is possible that Kenneth is having an affair and that they had been in an argument a few years prior to this. And Kenneth pushed Tracy down the stairs and she hurt her back. Yikes. So she did have a back injury. So this is entirely possible, but it might not be as like sinister as we're all thinking. Like, you know, pushed her maybe and she fell down the stairs, but not necessarily like pushed her to push her down the stairs. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know how the back injury occurred. She's the one saying this. I haven't re- read that anywhere else except that she had a back injury. Okay. Nothing helped her at that time, um, like going to the chiropractor, trying to get like, you know, therapy and stuff like that. Nothing was helping. So she turned to painkillers and began using them more than she should. Hmm. So I've seen in multiple sources that Tracy um, got addicted to these painkillers and that she, you know, was just using and it was methadone that she was using. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess methadone hadn't actually been prescribed to her, I read in one source. Because it's a really heavy, like strong painkiller, and it's mm-hmm. typically used to kick like a heroin addict, right? Addiction. So I don't know where she was getting it. If she was getting off the street, I don't know. Hmm. Katrina said that Tracy was just waiting to secure a new job and that she was going to then leave Kenneth. Oh, okay. But again, this is all things that Katrina's saying, but nobody else, I don't think, heard that kind of stuff from Tracy. So. Mm. Again, that's why I'm saying it's not verified. Okay. But the methadone was verified, that she was using it. Just I'm not sure how she heard her back. So, okay. Okay. 
Police questioned Kenneth for several hours, and in his statement, he says he came down the stairs. So he was in the bedroom upstairs, and I guess it was common for them, for her to sleep downstairs. So they clearly they were probably having issues, or maybe he was a mm-hmm. terrible snorer. Who knows? But he came down the stairs, and he saw her in the toilet or in the bathroom on all fours with her face floating in the water. Mm, okay. That's he some took- high water. Thank you. He took her in the hallway, couldn't find a pulse. And he does state in that interview that he they were in a rough patch and the two were just coexisting at the time. Mm-hmm. An autopsy would be done and it would reveal that the cause of death was drowning. Wow. She had alcohol and methadone in her system and the manner of death was ruled undetermined. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which says a lot because they cannot determine if it was accidental or homicide. Mm-hmm. In the autopsy photos, there was an abrasion underneath her chin and tiny diamond-shaped cuts on her forehead. And Like some her marks. face was pushed into the – I was literally going to ask you, is there anything on her neck from like the toilet seat? Okay. So yeah. So there's something under her chin. Mm-hmm. There, there are things – there's more that will be discovered later, but currently all we know is that the chin, the diamond-shaped cut on her forehead and then there were marks on her ankle which they thought ankles which they thought were really weird because mm-hmm. i mean i don't know what and it's because i don't think it's like he would pull her from her ankles to get her out of the bathroom well i don't know i don't know because clearly i don't know like the the makeup of the bathroom was that the only way he could have gotten her out of it like once he got her head out of the toilet was that the only right. way he could have gotten her out i don't know or if she were kicking like if she's mm. being drowned and struggling and she's kicking with her legs yeah that's true that's true True. Good point. Good point. So nothing more really comes of this case for years because it's Hmm. like they don't really know. They can't prove either way. The manner of death isn't said a homicide, so they're not really investigating much because it's not saying it's a homicide. Nothing to prove either way. No charges to bring. So it's assumed Hmm. that she mixed methadone and alcohol, went to get sick in the toilet, and accidentally drowned is the assumption. Okay. Were they very high levels of methadone and alcohol? Like, I'll get to that. Okay. After a change in hands in the police department and in the prosecutor's office, they were determined to figure this out. And investigators went out and bought the exact same toilet and tried to recreate the drowning. And no matter how they tried to do it, they could not recreate someone drowning in a toilet without outside pressure mm-hmm. on them. Once you would pass out or become unconscious, you would automatically fall backwards and like you would come out of the toilet. So. Right. That makes sense. Yes, it does. And and I did not do this, but I really wanted to be like, but I I couldn't recreate me passing out, you know, but like if your body goes limp, I would imagine like, yes, you would just come out and just fall backwards. Anyway, Mm -hmm. they also contacted a forensic plumbing engineer. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but never. Clearly, there's a path for everyone. I was gonna say, <laughs> and you went to what college, sir? Right. Well, I mean, I yeah, truly, I guess this guy was just a plumber, and then I don't know, then maybe studied forensics. I don't know, but anyway, plum- forensic plumbing engineer. It is niche. <laughs> it is a niche. <laughs> and this guy had been involved in a case from years earlier in Wisconsin where a woman was found dead in her toilet pretty much the same way. And they end up exhuming her body and determine that it's a homicide. And years later, her husband was convicted of murdering her. So okay. clearly you're going to call this guy and be like, okay, can you help us out with this one? He states that it is impossible with 
100% certainty, he says, that someone cannot drown in a toilet without outside pressure. Hmm. He also addresses the cut under her chin. And he said that if you were stuck in the toilet and you were trying to get out, Mm -hmm. you would like, because that's, you know, you're automatically, you're he- pulling your head back. The bottom of your chin would hit the rim as you were coming mm-hmm. out, you know? Right. Okay. Yep. In 2010, they end up exhuming her body as well. And they do mm-hmm. another autopsy and go over previous, the previous autopsy results and toxicology stuff. Mm-hmm. And they determine that the cause of death was a drowning due to the water that was in her lungs at the time of death. Okay. Okay. Her alcohol level was 0.07. Which oh, that's not extremely high, <laughs> but yeah, I mean that that's drunky drunk. But. I mean it's drunk, but it's it, it is below the legal limit in right? most states. So I'm saying so, like you're, so a you're, couple bloody marys, yeah, makes sense. And the methadone level was point four oh one milligrams, which none of us know what the heck that means. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they determine that the marks on her forehead. Also, were the small diamond shaped ones were an exact match for her wedding ring. Oh. And so they feel at, that this points to someone forcing her head into the toilet, and she's likely that has her hands on the toilet, maybe trying to, to like push. It. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that's how she gets those diamond marks. They also discover, because you mentioned the neck, two deep bruises in the cartilage of her neck. At this point, uh-huh. that were not discovered in the first autopsy. Huh. So I don't know if this is showing that someone is like pushing on her neck or had their hands around her neck at some point during that struggle, whatever, but they do discover this. Okay. Uh-huh. So in 2011, they bring all of this information to a jury inquest to have the coroner determine the manner of death. And after deliberating for 15 minutes, they come back and decide that the manner of death was homicide. Mm hmm. In 2012, Tracy's family sues Kenneth for wrongful death, but a few months later, this case is dropped. Why didn't what? they charge him? Well, okay. Well, because they have to, like, prove it now. So okay, okay. they just determined the homicide, but they still have to prove it. But they tried to sue, and I was just about to say a couple months later it's dropped, and I'm not sure why, unless it was brought to their attention that the state intended to, like, bring charges against him. Mm-hmm. You know, and so then they're like, well, we won't sue right now. We'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. He's going to get charged. Okay. Mm-hmm. Know, it's possible. So in 2017, Kenneth is arrested at the bar he owned and charged with first degree murder of Tracy. So that's like years later. This happened in 2006. <laughs> yeah. Exhumer 2010, homicide 2011, 2017. He's finally charged and he's arrested at the bar that he owned. A trial would not start until December 3rd of 2019, Mm -hmm. and the prosecutors brought in many witnesses to testify, including that forensic plumbing engineer, a toilet manufacturer, and other expert doctors. You know, Mm -hmm. all trials have all these experts that come in. Mm -hmm. All the experts in the case would testify how it is impossible to drown yourself in a toilet, because clearly you would fall backwards. Apparently, there are also different codes for toilets, like... Back in the day, there was a code of how it had to be, and now there's a different code, and I don't know the codes. A27562. Okay. I'm making that up, but like, you know, where the water levels have to be and whatever. Okay. Anyway, so 
their code, the code for that toilet was an older code and it had been in effect during that time and it, which meant the water level would have been too low for someone mm-hmm. to drown in. I would think so too. And also the pictures that they took from the crime scene, it was stated that it looked like the water would, was too low at the time that she was mm-hmm. in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the doctors who took the stand would state that the alcohol level was not like blackout level and also right. the methadone level would not be high enough to kill her. It is stated that those levels may have killed a first-time user, mm-hmm. but not someone who had built a tolerance. And they okay. said that her liver, liver, liver had fatty tissue surrounding it, which suggested regular use for a period of time, and likely she did have a tolerance. Mm-hmm. However, when cross-examined, the doctor does admit that the methadone levels were kind of on the bubble of being lethal. They just don't believe it was lethal for her. Right. Okay. Well, okay. and also being combined too. Like, right. It's one thing to just take the methadone by itself or take the alcohol by itself, but when they're put together, like, right. Yes. Yes, you're right. A neighbor also testifies in the trial that she saw the toilet Tracy was found in in a dumpster outside the Cusick home days after the death. And it is stated that he went home hours after, took mm-hmm. it out, and put it in this dumpster. And like barricaded the bathroom. Anyway, what, they, he, why? I, nobody knows because nobody investigated it. She came oh. and testified that she told police, but police didn't do anything about it. So like the dumpster's gone, the toilet's gone. Like nothing was ever investigated into that. So apparently, they the reason they had the dumpster was they were working on their floors and getting them pulled out, and so that just happened to be there that they had rented one. They had a leaky dishwasher or something like that. So. Anyway, like I said, she said she informed the police, but no one ever came out to investigate that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why you would get rid of that unless there was some sort of evidence on it that – I don't know. That he I mean, did yeah, push- or devil's advocate, you're just like, I'm never using this toilet again. My wife drowned in this toilet. Right. I, and the, I need it gone. Right, but like hours after, like that's yeah. the first thing you come home after your wife is pronounced dead and like you come home and you're like, I'm going to pull it out now. Yeah. You know, like I see being like, let's block this off. No one's going mm-hmm. in here. And as soon as I can, I'm getting someone out here to put a new one in there. Right. You know, because you're just ripping totally. a toilet and leaving a hole now. Right. Right. So it's true. Anyway. Okay. So then the defense starts their case, and their doctor clearly is going to disagree with everything that everybody else says. They disagree with the autopsies. They state that they put too much emphasis on the water in Tracy's lungs at the time. They don't believe it was drowning. So yes, in all drowning cases, you find fluid in lungs, but I guess fluid can be found in lungs of a person who also overdoses. Hmm. Which I didn't know. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Interesting. They believe that her levels were toxic and mixed with the alcohol proved to be lethal. And as for the bruises on her neck, they state that those could have occurred posthumously. So like after death. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The prosecution tried to taint um, his testimony. Like, so this doctor's specific testimony that's saying all this, they tried to taint it because apparently this doctor had been suspended from his position at one time and there was a federal investigation into a group he was affiliated with oh yikes 
this doctor's like, that has nothing to do with how I performed my job. Like that was outside of work and whatever. And yes, I was suspended <laughs> for it, but it didn't. Oh my I, goodness. I, I only I, do illegal things sometimes. Don't yeah, worry. I don't do it. It doesn't work. affect the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, okay. the defense also claims that there was no motive. Like there's no life insurance policy out on Tracy. Like they weren't having. down to ask you. Yep. Nope. There's no life insurance, nothing. There's not like uh, apparently no like major marriage issues except like, yes, they were having a rough patch and they were coexisting. But I guess maybe there was like a thought that they would still work it out. I don't know. Anyways, they also mentioned that back in 1987, Tracy attempted suicide. Again, Hmm. I don't have anything to back that up except they must because they brought it up in court. I don't know the circumstances surrounding that so mm-hmm. um, her daughter also comes to testify, and who would have been around seven at the time that she died, that a few years before that, she remembered coming into the garage and witnessing her mom sitting in the running car with the garage door closed. Mm. I'm not questioning her, and I'm not like going against her. But if she was seven at the time of the death, and she's saying this was a few years before that, she'd have been really little. When mm-hmm. that occurred, like, and I yeah, just feel four like four or five, it wouldn't even seem weird to you. You wouldn't know what they were doing, right? That and just like I don't know, like you would just remember that. I don't. I, yeah. I feel like a lot of, like memories from then, but I don't know. Maybe maybe something major happened surrounding it, and that's right. why she remembers it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, true. Okay. Also, her son, not the biological son of Kenneth, right? Mm-hmm. was around 11 at the time of her death. He testifies that he remembered working on a school project with his mom that night, and then they watched a movie together. And after he went to bed, he had what he felt was an undisturbed night's sleep. And the next morning when he woke up, he remembers Kenneth telling him to stay in his room for a while. Because okay. clearly he had already found his mom. So mm-hmm. anyway, but I'm seeing, I'm guessing they're taking this undisturbed night's sleep. Is that like if she was struggling – with her head in a toilet, maybe he would have heard something, but I don't know. It was a diff- two mm. different floors. Who knows? Okay. Testimony from Kenneth's mother and sister would not paint Tracy in a good light. They said that at Thanksgiving, just the month before her death, Tracy excused herself from the table for a bit. And when she came back, she passed out at the table, like basically face in her dish. And But she came to very quickly and then proceeded to help clean up after dinner. No clue what that means. But so what are they saying? She was like intoxicated or, yes. or high drug, or something? Yeah, okay. drugs and alcohol at the time. She was using them. And Kenneth's mom even states like, I was expecting this to happen at some point because of her oh. drug and alcohol use. But again, these are Kenneth's. This is Kenneth's side of the family. Yeah. Maybe she just didn't like you, mother-in-law, and so she wanted to have some wine. That's <laughs> <laughs> possible. Yeah, that's true. Ten days after the trial started, prosecution and defense both rest and the jury is out for deliberation. And then they come back with a verdict on December 13th, 2019, and they have a not guilty and acquit him of all charges. I saw that coming. I did too. I mean, because I read it. But (laughs) I figured that's what happened. (laughs) Which sucks because, I mean, okay. So this is what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things. That tell me it wasn't just a drowning in the toilet, mm-hmm. but then there's other things that suggest like, well, maybe she didn't drown in the toilet. Maybe she did think she was going to get sick and she was just laying there. Mm-hmm. 
But then if her hands were blocking her for Oh, okay. On the toilet. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, Kenneth does bring charges up against all of his accusers. He sues members of the police department and the prosecutor in this case. He claimed that she was a malicious prosecutor who vowed to bring him to justice, which she did. Um, and that, well, that's her job. It is. She she, said she had a thing for him though, like a she vendetta. like a vendetta. So it was also to advance her political career. Like she was up to oh. be um, voted into the prosecutor, the attorney. Whatever, you know, generals. Mm-hmm. Yes, see, mm-hmm. and she was like, uh, like, kind of made this her platform. I'm going to mm-hmm. bring justice. I'm going to arrest him. And so he said that that's why she didn't give up on it. Hmm. And so anyway, he they dragged this out for a while, and they I was even saw articles where they're like, we're not even going to have a trial until like 2024. But in May of 2023, it's settled for thirty thousand dollars apparently. So which doesn't hmm. seem like very much, but um. Anyway, that's all I've been able to find out on this case. He Kenneth was awarded non-duty disability pension, and that means that he receives 50% of his salary, which some people are pretty annoyed at because they're like, they believe he killed her and that he shouldn't get any money from his pension. But anyway. Um, but he was found not guilty. He was found not guilty. So, yeah, so you but can't take away the, his... Well, okay, so I think at the time that he got that, determination it hadn't been determined that he was not guilty yet so people were like pissed about it like he killed his wife you shouldn't get it i I don't know the timing of it but i think that that's what it was um it also is stated that he did not try to resuscitate her at Hmm. the time and that's like his job i mean he was a firefighter emt it's also stated that he should never have taken her out of the toilet yeah, so I find that weird though because that's the when you call 911, the first thing they tell you to do is lay them flat on their back. Right. Like yeah. roll them over, lay them flat on their back, make sure their airways are clear. Here I'll walk you through CPR. So right. him doing that is standard. Well, and a natural opinion. reaction I would imagine being what he's in. Like the field he's a firefighter yeah. EMT, like it's what he would have done if he had come to that scene. So Right. And probably knows that's what they would have said. So those statements, even the like firefighters and stuff like that, that did come, they were like, protocol was followed, like the way mm-hmm. it should have been. So I don't know. But pe- clearly people are going to have opinions on it because they moved like a possible murder victim. And now they didn't see where she was and how she was, mm-hmm. which I get. But mm-hmm. like you said, like, what are you going to do in that situation? Pull them out. Right. You saved their life first. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I am super curious what you think about it, what our listeners think about it, because I, like I said, I'm torn. I don't know. I cannot come to a conclusion 100% either way based on the information I have. Okay. So that being said, do you think that the system got it right? Because if you can't come to a decision, then that means there has to be reasonable doubt. Yeah. I mean, I guess he so. should have been found not guilty. I guess so. It doesn't mean that you think that he is guilty or innocent. Just saying, like, we don't have enough to prove without a shadow of a doubt that he is guilty of murder. Right. Yeah, that's true. So they got it right then, if that's the case. What does 
our listeners say? Rita, does she have an opinion one way or the other that she is allowed to share with us? <laughs> um, I actually don't think she said. I have a feeling that she's on the um, Kenneth Kilder side. Mm-hmm. Based on what I remember she wrote in there. Because the person who, her family member who is affiliated is still friends with Kenneth. Because I was like, oh, will they talk to us? And she's like, probably not. Right. But her sister might because her sister's done like other podcasts and whatever. Oh. And I said, I asked for information, but I didn't get it. And then I tried to find her like on like Facebook or whatever. Anyway, I couldn't, I couldn't find her to like. Okay ask her if she wanted to be a part of this. So based on those responses, I feel like, yes, she believes that Kenneth killed her. I mean, I will say the fact I don't think that she accidentally drowned. I don't either. And I don't think that she OD'd. I think those are extremely unlikely. Yeah. And she has fluid in her theory. lungs, so one of them has – she's drowned or she's OD'd. But you don't think it was accidental? No, I drowning. said I don't think she accidentally drowned. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree that there's probably not enough to prove it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm so torn because I think I awful. believe – I don't believe that it was an accident. I do believe no. that he had something to do with it. But it's mm-hmm. hard, like hard to say 100% how it happened. Right. I mean, we have our hard and fast rule. There are no coincidences in murder. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of coincidences in this situation with her. I mean, she had signs of a struggle and a fight on her person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that right there is if you just pass out and die, you're right. not going to have bruises. You're not. You're just not. Yeah. I mean, maybe one, like if you were already over the toilet and you hit yourself, you know, like you might have some. I don't know. Not, not that, not to the extent that she had them. Right. And why would, why would the, um, even if the bruises in her cartilage were done posthumously, like who's grabbing her by her neck? Yeah. Did he pick her up by her neck? I mean, even if you grabbed, like, I feel like you would by the shoulders and like maybe by your head, but not like you would just roll them off. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly not enough to bruise her. No. And nobody that's doing an autopsy is going to grab her that hard that it's going to have bruises. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. anyway. So, yeah. Wow. This is a weird case. Yeah. Very weird. And then so sad. How old was she? I think 32. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize she was that young. I think. Let's see. She's 73. Let's do the math. 73 died in 2006. So, 27. Yeah. Hmm. 32. I'm going to be 33. Hmm. Just oh, sad. That is terrible. Yeah. Wow. Well, her poor kids. I know. And I don't even know any. I'm assuming that they're with Kenneth. I was just going to say, I guess he probably raised them, huh? I don't know. I mean, and, and the son wasn't biologically his, but if that's like the only dad he really knew, mm-hmm. then I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. How sad. What an interesting situation we have found ourselves in here um yeah thank you rita that was that was interesting i will be interested to hear what our listeners say about this Mm -hmm. yeah it's i think we're on the same page that we've got a murder we just can't prove it Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Which sucks mm-hmm. if that's what happened. So. All right. Well, thank you so much for that. Thanks for diving in. That was a really interesting one. You have my wheels turning. I feel like I'm going to have to go and look up pictures and there aren't any trial footage. Oh, really? Oh, no. no. And I told you I tried to get like autopsy and whatever, but it was going to cost like 75 to like $100 or something to get all mm-hmm. those reports and stuff. And I don't know. We're small. <laughs> Right. Well, and you saw what it said anyways because it was reported on. So yeah, it would have been redundant at that point. But yeah, wow. Okay, well, write us in, guys. Come and find us on social or send us an email or something and let us know what you think. Um, And Rita, let us know what you think as well. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Christy, for another great Monday case. Great. not a nice word Mm -hmm. uh interesting and tragic and sad and confusing yes very thank you for Mm -hmm. that um we hope you guys like what you hear if you do we have a patreon there's some fun stuff going on over there you are welcome to join us for just three bucks a month and it's a fun christmas present it's not christmas christmas already happened it's a fun new year's present You're always good at remembering that. So I I'm know. That set up. I did remember just after I said it. Right. Yeah. I looked at the calendar after I said it. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're in January. I'm here. Um. Yeah. So come let us know what you think. And we appreciate you. We'll see you next Monday. And always remember the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closet.